Welcome back, bellas. Hi, Twinsy. Hi. ¿Cómo estás? Bien. Yeah. Bien, un poco cansada. Like, just my back hurts, but what's new? I know. <laughs> me too. I actually feel like a tractor r ran over me. Um, but I was so excited to wake up today because we have a very special guest. Mm -hmm. Her name is Cynthia. I'm excited about this. I found her on Instagram mm -hmm. and I reached out to her because her story just screams woman empowerment screams that she's embracing everything that, that she, she has went through. that she went through um we've gotten the request for this subject oh that's good yes so because it is it's something very important that we need to talk about and we need to you know i feel like we've covered some of the very difficult ones i mean they all are yes you know what i mean but i feel like this one it's fine it's time that we had this topic Com yes. yes thank you yes <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's early in the morning it's okay yes so i want to give a warm welcome and say hello to cynthia hi, hi. <laughs> hola bella oh my god girl so we are so excited to have you um i saw your story you. i'm excited Yes, I saw a little bit of your story on Instagram, and I want to learn so much more. I'm coming from a place that I am very ignorant to the subject. Um, and so I want to be able to understand it and also for you to be able to empower others through your story. So, girl, let us know you know what's going on and and for everybody that's listening i'm so sorry i'm kind of going around in circles <laughs> but we are talking about domestic <laughs> violence today um and cynthia has an amazing story to tell yes and that's pretty much my goal um that's why i created that instagram page so that i can be able to reach out to others who are going through similar situations um and you know it's just it's, it's kind of out there um yes. it's not anything that's hit and, and the more you share your you, if you share your story and, and it's out there, other people won't be afraid to share it as well. Um, and it'll make them feel better, you know? Um, it's just, it's, it's such a common situation that, yeah. you know, yes. a lot of men and women go through. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Cynthia, before we even um, continue, before I forget, can you please let everybody know what your Instagram handle is? That way, if they want to find you, they can. Yes, I'm on Instagram at um, SSWCynthia. Um, it's, it pretty much stands for staying strong with Cynthia. Oh, <laughs> nice. I, love I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm -hmm. All <laughs> right, girl. So I know that you were in it for 18 years. Um, can you tell us, like, you know, at the beginning of the relationship, were there any red flags now looking back? Or was is it a change that happened once you were already in the relationship? Um, it's It's very hard because see I was 14 years old when I got with him wow um, I, yeah um, I got pregnant at 15 had my child at 16 wow. um, my first child and um, there the red flags were there in the sense that he was just always um, he was very controlling um, I couldn't speak to his family I, 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 I couldn't speak to his sister um, it, like there, there was always something bad about somebody that I spoke to why and why I should stay away from them um, but That's me as just trying to be obedient and making trying to make it work I just always went along with whatever he wanted um, I, could, I didn't speak to my family for 12 years either um, <gasps> oh but, my god he yeah. kept you away from your family 
Yeah, it was just I was super isolated, super controlling. Um, but no, I was I was on. so in denial about it back then. Sorry, sorry, Cynthia, to interrupt you. No, um, so this started ever since you were 14? Like that behavior started um, right when away? I was about, when I was after having my son. Oh. And did he say yeah. why? Like, I mean, why you needed to stay away from your family or what Stay away he, from his family? Um, yeah. Or because they didn't, they didn't want him. They, they saw the red flags to begin with and I, they were against us being together. So because they were against being together, it made him upset and held a grudge, like couldn't get over it. Wow. And um, and and anytime I did want to speak to them, it was always like, well, why do you want to talk to them? Like, you know, they're not even because I'm not adopted, but you know, I just um, I I was I was raised by my aunt, my uncle, and and my okay. grandma. You they're they're the ones family. I call my parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so like they're not even like your real parents and this and that, so they don't even love you, and that's why they don't care. Like yeah. we'd always just have something negative to say about everybody I spoke to, my family and everything. So I just to keep the peace between us, I would listen to him. Wow, and that's very controlling. Yeah, it, yes, and she was um, a baby. Yeah. So she, it yeah, was, it, I was you were in denial about everything. Just see. <laughs> you were easily manipulated because mm -hmm. you were a kid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. yeah. oh my God, Cynthia. Okay. So I, I I had to shut down all my friends too, and it was just like I I was. It was just him, him and my kid. That's it. <laughs> wow. What what if I may ask? What were the red flags that your family would see and tell you about it? How would they tell you about the red flags or? Um, their thing was that he seemed like he was just everywhere. He was unstable. He he didn't. Um, he had his goals, but then wouldn't really work on them. He would just talk about it. Um, he his way. He was just always like a. He was always a hustler, is what you would call it, I guess. Um, now he calls himself an entrepreneur, but I mean, really, he's just kind of everywhere. Um, he's 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 a hustler. Okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, he's yeah, and he's just always been that way. So um, they're like, you know, you're gonna be the kind of person when you get older. He, it's gonna be where you're gonna be the one paying for everything. And, and I was for years. I was the main provider. I was the one who always went to work. I graduated high school. Lucky he let me finish high school, right? Um, but um, I finished high school, but I was working at the same time, and um, I was the breadwinner. And wow. it was always like, well, since how much? How much did you get so that I could try to invest it? And so I'd, I'd have to oh, I'd wow. give him my check so that he could invest it. And if he lost, we both lost, you know? So it was like a cycle of this for so many years. And I'm like, this is not going anywhere. How was your living <laughs> um, situation? I mean, like if he was, it was hard. taking your checks. Yeah, it was for many years. We were living with his family. We were living like with his mom and, um, We, if we moved out like out of state we end up at a studio like mm -hmm. the four of us by then I already had my other son um, and it was just it was always like that I'm like or we all of a sudden we'd get, we were just so unstable we were everywhere wow we'd be in and out of in and out of the parents um, in and out of a studio here and there we ended up at hotels quite a few times mm -hmm. um, it was just Yeah, and I was like, I can't, I don't see a difference. It's just the same cycle over and over and over again. So once I started actually um, verbally defending myself when it came to like, you know, well, I don't see, you know, a difference. I don't see a change. You know what? I Like I wanted to just start seeing something else where 
I'm like, maybe this isn't working. And it, it just, it started triggering him more when it came to, you know, then be, he, he would belittle me for, for years and compare me um, to other women. So um, he, wow. I, I just had no say. I had no say in the relationship, or not even as a, as a mom. So a you never had a voice? No. Mm-mm. When you guys were living with, when you guys, sorry, when you guys were living with his mom, like, would he tell you not to talk to his mom too? Yeah, that's what she said at the beginning. Um, no, so I, I oh. speak to her, but it was still because we lived there. Like, yeah. you know, it was it was fine. Right. But even so, even like that, he'd be like, um, "Stop listening to my mom. Stop listening to my sister. You know, you keep going that route, you're gonna end up single. Oh um, my gosh. And and your parents are going to be your kids are going to be fatherless wow so he'd always like start to threaten me or something you know yeah he sounds like a 10 oh um, my goodness but hold on hold on hold on before we even move any further but see this is the part where usually like I said at the beginning I'm very ignorant and I'm I'm gonna ask these tough questions Cynthia not as an attack but I just because many people I'm sure have made the same assumptions mm-hmm. as I have mm-hmm. um, I kind of want to be like the devil's advocate here um, pero I, I grew up in a home where I did have parents so I can understand where you know if you didn't have a stable home then what he was telling you made sense especially because you were so young it was scary it was scary the thought of it was scary yes Um, she probably didn't want it she's like no i don't want to lose my family i don't want to lose the stability in quotations yeah because to me when i hear like of domestic violence or you know verbal abuse and all that i don't get it because i'm like let a guy try to yell at me i'm gonna call my daddy so quick i'm gonna call my brother so quick like not everybody has that but okay so that was my whole thing is that why you never reached out cynthia because you didn't feel like you had that support that security that backup (laughs) yeah um that's the thing that because i was i left so young and i knew that they were against it and i and i wasn't speaking to them I was, um... So you probably thought, oh, they're not going to help me. Yeah, it's like, okay, look, you got yourself into the situation. I'm sure you can get yourself out. And, of course, they, they, the times that I would sneak around and be able to talk to them, they they always told me, like, we're, we're here for you, and, you know, don't ever be afraid to come back home. We know what you're going through. But it was that... I guess it's like that pride where it's like, I'm going to make it work. Yeah, because... I'm going to show you guys... I'm going to show you guys that, yeah, it's wrong. You guys are wrong, and I'm right, and right. we're going to make it work. You didn't want to hear I told you so. Yeah, exactly. And I don't mm. I don't like involving. At that point, I wouldn't tell anybody ever my problems. I, I didn't want anybody knowing. Why? Because a lot of times it's like, why am I going to go out there telling everybody, oh, yeah, we're fighting or we're arguing and I'm not okay and this and that. And then you go even looking, you know, elsewhere for another relationship or something, you know, on the down low. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Why are you going to make it work later on? Because you have kids. You always want to try to make it work. And that was my thing. Mm. Um, I just, you know, we have three kids together. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to break the family apart. Yeah. And, you know, it was just, you know, just a matter of dealing with it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I... I'm hoping that he would change. Yes. Yes, because we always think that they're going to change. Um, I... When I was uh, with my son's dad, I would always think like, no, I gotta, you know, I gotta make it work. Everything's gonna be fine. I can always, 
you know, he'll change. He'll change. But it was like 14 years of the same. No, sorry, 12 years of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, and and again, like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate because I'm very ignorant to the subject. To me, it's like can se atrevan, you know? Because I have brothers. I, I have, have four brothers. I have I a dad. Feel, you didn't feel like you could go to your brothers? No, because at the same time, I think this is my son's dad. One, I don't want my family to hate him because at the end of the day, oh, I don't he's care. gonna be in my son's <laughs> life. Well, yeah, he. Ha I mean, of course, he has to be around, but that doesn't mean that you know he gets to mistreatment. Like, let let my brothers kick his ass, right? Right. And then you know, para que se comporte. You know what I mean? I like, just, I guess, I don't like to see people fighting. I get anxiety when I see people fighting because I have seen domestic violence. Mm. I've, I never have suffered from it thankfully i mean or gone through it yeah yeah but at the same time i have suffered because i've seen it like with yeah. my brother and my sister-in-law and you know just i've seen it i've yeah. lived with it i've i grew up with it since i was a little kid so that's why it gets you know a little i get a little anxiety and i can, i was gonna say and if it was hard for me with just one kid i would think that it was hard for her with three kids oh of course so in the, mm -hmm. how many kids did you guys have in total just the three cynthia yes we have the three. Oh, mm -hmm. okay okay all boys um i have my two two boys are 16 and 13 um, oh my right God. Now, and my, my daughter's nine Aww. Aww. a little princess i girl okay so then yeah. so then tell us what helped you kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel or to find your voice mm -hmm. like how did you get to that what made you finally say enough yeah um so it maybe was like i don't know 2015 16 when i started you know verbally defending myself when it came to you know the belittlement and whatnot he he would get upset um it was it started off with actually the first time he ever hit me I was, it was on our wedding day um yeah when we actually uh, got married uh so i just i was like you know what this has been my dream to get married let's just let's just forget that happened i was crying like crazy but you know i know you love me and i love you and we'll, we'll work through this i know you won't do it again blah 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 you know and you know, it just, of course, got worse after that. Did you guys, um, how old were you guys when you guys get got married? Did you I guys get married before your like babies? 20. No, I was like 22, so I already had oh. my two boys. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, Cynthia, my heart breaks yes. to hear that. Yes. I'm so sorry yeah. I went through that. Why, why, why did, did it happen? Why did it lead to it? What, lead, um, what so made it lead to it? He hadn't, um, he hadn't gotten home that night at all, um, the day that we were supposed to leave to go get married. Cause, so we lived, in, we lived here in San Diego. We lived in San Diego. Um, we were going to drive to Las Vegas. And so by the time he actually got, so I didn't sleep all night, just not even knowing where he was at, what he was doing, you know, anything like that. Um, when he finally did get home around 5 in the morning, um, he was intoxicated. Mm. And... Um, and then he, you know, he was just telling me how he was with his friend and this and that. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever, let's just get in the car, let's go. And 
I was, I mean, I was already upset where I, I was crying. I'm like, I didn't even hear from you all night. I mean, that's just messed up. You knew it was our wedding day. And, you know, we needed to drive out there. Like, look, now it's me who's driving instead of you driving us out there. Um, and because I wouldn't be quiet with me crying and complaining, you know, him not coming home, he, uh, that's when he just, like, he was laying down when on the passenger side and he got up and he started stalking my arm. Oh and he was just like, just shut the fuck up already. You know, like, I'm sorry, I don't even know if I can cuss here. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a safe space, Cynthia. Like, it's a safe space. Okay. Okay, but yeah, it was just like, you know, I, and then afterwards, of course, when we got then to the parking lot, um, I had to pull over to the side because he numbed my arm. It hurt so bad. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I was, I couldn't drive where it was, it was hurting me. So um, I got, I was able to pull over on the freeway and then once I, you know, felt better to keep driving, I just kept driving and I was like, I cannot believe that this, this has happened, you know, like, but and you were still I'm so ready to, I'm so ready to get married. Like what is, what? Oh my I, God. I was going to say, you're still <laughs> willing happen? to drive to get married. Yeah. I would have turned married. around. <laughs> I would have I know. Well, that's what you say. That's what you say now. It's but easier said than done. Yeah, but I can yes. imagine she already has two kids with this guy. Yeah. Her mental state is already she. She's already been brainwashed for yes. years that this is her only Lord and Savior. Yes, and that he's the only man that's gonna love her. Mm-hmm. Because of that's course, what they do. That's what they, yeah, mm -hmm. see, that's what they say. They always say, "I'm the only one." Va querer, <laughs> ya con dos yes. Oh my and gosh. Then, and then our self-esteem starts like, "Oh my gosh, it's true." And then you know that's when we start pouring down on ourselves, yeah. you know. And I cannot wow. imagine. Like, oh, that makes me so mad, you know, because. Like I said, I've never had that. You know, if anything, when I feel down, my husband tries to uplift me, you know, of my insecurities. Like, oh, my God, I got long hands, you know. And he's like, well, that's where you carried my son. Oh, you know, like. <laughs> that's me. Yes. yes. And, and he's always like, I, I rather you look this way and have my son than you look just like when I first met you. And, you know, yeah. Aww, like it's so more sweet. meaningful now. Pero. So to hear that, like, it boils my blood that this SOB did that to her. And then not just that, but, like, at the same time, like, they put us down and then they're kicking us while we're down. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So not only is it... Yeah, my self-esteem was really low for so many years. Uh, I mean, I... Because of that reason. The way I was dressed, I was, like, being tapada and, yeah, I was just... Girl, oh my god, I cannot wait till we get to like the end. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, this is so, oh my god. Girl, okay. So then, so then, um, the good thing is we have time, girl. So then, this is an amazing story. Yes. Um, so then, okay, so you get there, you got married. Obviously, things don't change. Do things get worse? Um, They got better for a little bit just because he felt bad of what he did. But then they go back to their old ways. Ugh. He he just he went back to, you know, again, just the whole talking shit, you know, all the time mm -hmm. to me, you know, anything. Um, and if, if there was anything I could try to help with when it came to, you know, his little business ideas that he had, if I said something, it was like, what the fuck do you know? You don't, you don't, you know, you don't 
you don't know anything. You're younger than me. I'm older. You know, oh, you don't. God. Why? Why? Like, I could not have. I couldn't. I had no say when it came to to trying to you know help in any way. When it came to that, it was just go to work, come home, clean, cook, take care of us. You know, it was like that's that was my life. So you're um, not smart enough to make business decision, but you're smart enough to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I just had no say in anything. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense, sir. Yeah. <laughs> that is. So, oh, yeah. oh my God. Okay. And take and take my check. <laughs> and take your check on top of that, because obviously, when he's taking your check, he's taking your kids' money as well. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What would he do throughout the day that he would not be? I mean, would he at least help you clean the house, do laundry, or something, or no? No, he would uh, take, well, for a while it was, it's like, let's say my daughter was out in school, he'd be the one babysitting her while I was at work, um, uh, picking up the kids from school. I would drop them off, though, in the morning. Oh, wow, he couldn't even and, get up um, to do that? Uh, no, and no, a lot of times we only had one car. Oh. And babysitting? It was, like, it was like another type of control. Babysitting what type? Babysitting actually like, spending time with no, her? Or babysitting us? Here's a tablet. <laughs> or turn on the TV and uh, watch yeah, Yo Gubba well, Gubba. And watch TV, yeah. And he, well, he'd sleep or something because he'd already get home super late from being out working at, you know. A, so he was, like, selling. At that point, he was already selling, like, um, uh, brand name products. Like, we would sell authentic Gucci, Prada, Louis mm-hmm. Vuitton, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, he would end up at strip clubs and mm-hmm. sell to the managers there. and sell, You know, so... It was always Qué like casualidad. that's why I told you that he mm-hmm. compared, yeah he compared me a lot to women because he'd be like well I can get it you know there were times where you just don't want to do anything anymore with them you know yeah. and it's just like well I, I how get it could for free, you want you know, to girl and well, like, yeah. yeah yeah no you wouldn't get it for free you would get it from the stuff that you're trying the to sell that you exactly. Have. yeah exactly. Yeah. And you're losing money, so like, if anything. Um, you wouldn't be getting because it Because I bet you yeah. anything, because she's like, very beautiful. Like, you're beautiful, Cynthia. I, I saw oh, I saw you. your picture, and I was like, oh, my gosh, she's beautiful. And I bet you this SOB parece un paisa. Am I wrong? <laughs> no. He's good-looking. I'm not going to lie. He's, he uh, is. But what um, kind of good-looking, girl? Like, prison good-looking? Or, like, good-looking. or like Brad Pitt good-looking? <laughs> Okay, not not no Brad Pitt, that's for sure. Okay, okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's, yeah, I mean, he's a Chicano and, you know, it's oh, whatever, but <laughs> anyways. Uh, so, yeah, so good, jail things, good looking. Right? But, <laughs> jail good looking kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so yes, okay, I get it. Gonna stay it, whatever, you know. But it's like okay, I and I'm not the kind of person. If I see that he looks good in something, I would, I would always try to make him feel good. Like, oh my god, he looks good. Or right. if I have a friend, oh my god, your man's hot. And I would tell him like, hey, my girl thinks you're hot. You know, it's yeah. like I, I like that. I like, I, you know, I like to hear stuff like that. And I'll tell him so he could feel good. But then, you know, it was a total opposite for my end. Mm-hmm. Or and if somebody laid eyes on me, oh my gosh, it was like if I would have laid eyes on them and. And I'm trying to flirt or something, and I'm mm. over here being a hoe, according to him. I'm like, I didn't even see the guy. What are you talking about? Who? And it was like, no, it was, you know, yeah, I saw you looking at him, and I'm like, no, and when guys are like that, when guys are like that, that you know that they're overprotective or they trip on the girl, I feel it's because it's an insecurity of them, and also because they're probably doing it. Mm-hmm. 
like they yeah, know what yeah, they're capable sure. of and that's why they blame like you know they think that you're as bad as they are mm-hmm. you know and it's more than anything yeah. it's an insecurity because he knew i mean you guys have a home you know with your three kids like she's standing by you with you being a bum like i i i'm still amazed at how he oh i am working i'm working at night at strip clubs i'm going to the strip clubs because those are the only girls that can afford these bags and at the same time i'm like uh meeting the people so i can sell more bags to other strippers so that's why i'm partying and drinking while i'm out here hustling but let's remember (laughs) it's always cynthia's money (laughs) that's what i'm saying it's like he doesn't do anything all day he doesn't even help at home and oh man and i was i was an online seller i was i was the one selling like an offer he couldn't do that he needed to go out to the strip clubs and make sure he got his Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So <sighs> around 2015, 2016, you start speaking up for yourself. What made you start speaking out and standing up for I yourself? Do. I couldn't take it anymore. I started, that's when I opened up like Facebook and I started looking for family, um, reaching out, you know, like, hey, I miss you guys, you know, like everything on the down low. He could not know. Um, and uh, I. I don't know. I just, I got tired. I was like, I'm going to go crazy because I don't talk to anybody. I couldn't go to like outings with my coworkers when it came to like a monthly meeting or something. The monthly meeting was outside of the yeah. office. Yeah. It was like, where, yeah, where are you going? Why are you going? This isn't work related. Now you're wasting your time. Like you're just trying to have fun without us. What? I could not go. Yeah. Oh, I but when go. he was, oh, he wasn't having fun when he was going to the strip club. He was doing business. Uh huh. No, he was working. Yeah. Pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a question. Um, so the first time that he got like violent with you, it was um, your wedding night or wedding day. And yeah. when did it continue to get worse, or did it get better, or did he not do it again, or? Um, so throughout the times it'd be where he'd like, he'll pull my hair, he'll pinch me, um, leave me bruises and stuff like that. The kids would see a lot of it. Um, but they thought it was normal. I mean, at that point, you know, um, because according to them, according to their dad, how he'd explain it, it's like, I didn't listen. I didn't, I'm not listening to him. I didn't pay attention, you know, the right way, like I was supposed to. And I would just cry. I mean, there were times that I would just cry. And, and my son, when my 13, I still have a text message where he saw me crying and I was in the front seat. He was in the back and he texted me, I love you, mom. Aww. And it was just like my like my everything. And I had told him a few times, I'm like, I really want to leave your dad like, without him knowing. I really want to, you know, I, I can't live like this anymore. And my 13-year-old told me and, and my 16-year-old, at the time they were a lot younger, but they were like, we don't care about the arguments. We just want our family together. Oh, so that broke your heart too. Yeah. Well, that broke my heart, and I just I'm like, okay, you gotta keep going, you know, like you just see how much longer you can last like this. And it just got to the point where you know it's it was a life and death situation. He he, it, it, the last time he he laid hands on me um, was in August of 2020, wow. um, and he no, August of 2020, August of 19, 2019. Um, I was gonna say, wow. I mean, yeah. It's wow. Gone. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. August of 2019, um, I was, so he, he was, you know, under the influence, um, and I had already called the police on him earlier that day because he was pulling my hair, he was twisting my neck, I mean, it was, it, it was getting bad. I had called the police on him, um, he, he ran, and, and anyways, I, he ended up calling me to go pick him up, and I was like, Jesse, no, right now you're mad because I called the police on you, you're not gonna stop. Anyways, he convinced me to go get him. Um, because money was involved and I needed the money. Same. So um, he's like, I'll give you the money and I'll leave. Um, you know, that's it. Um, I can't deal with this anymore either. I'm like, okay. So later on that night, um, I'm driving, I'm on the freeway. And um, because he had a few beers in his system, which makes him a little more violent when, you know, he's mm-hmm. under the influence. He, he got, he was, we were already arguing because he was, I had called the police on him and I told him, I don't want you at home. You're not coming home with us. I'm going to take you to the, to the Greyhound. I'm dropping you off. I already told you what the deal was. You were going to give me the money and that's it. The kids were in the back seat, of course. Oh. Um, and so he was mad. He punched me in the face. <gasps> and while I was driving, I didn't know what to do. Like I was, it, at that moment, you're just on survival mode. I'm like, okay, don't break. Don't, because somebody from behind is going to hit you. Don't swerve. You're going to hit somebody from the side. Mm-hmm. You're going to flip the car over. Your kid's on the back seat. You're like thinking all these things a million miles and per hour <laughs> while you're driving. And they saw him hit you. The, yeah. So my son, so he's, then he swung, he swung again. He hit me in the face again. <gasps> and then, um, and my son jumped over the back seat, my oldest and my, my, my other son started crying my daughter started crying he started trying to make it feel better like don't look don't look um and my he was able to get another hit into me like i'm surprised he didn't knock me out wow. it was three hits to the face um what until i could finally like somehow and my son you know he was on top of them to stop um i was finally able to pull over and i was able to grab my purse i had the phone in my hand I ran into Seven Eleven. Called, you know, I, was, I called the police at that moment. Where I was like, okay, he's, he's, I'm, I'm here. I'm safe. I'm, I'm not in public. He can't continue going at this, you know. Um, I, I was able to get the police. He went on the run for like two months. Wow. And they didn't, they didn't. He, he and we were living in Arizona at the time, and so he came over here to California to not be caught up in, in Arizona. So. Um, I just, uh, that was the last time he ever laid hands on me. So you stopped at a 7-Eleven and called the cops, and then as soon as you stopped, I'm sure he got out and ran, right? Yeah, as soon as I pulled over, he got out and ran. Uh-uh. Because he was like, don't call the police, don't call the police. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Am I not going to call the police? <laughs> like, we just did. Like, you almost killed all of us, because we could have killed all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for me being able to control the car. so you finally left him in 2019, girl? Um, so we did, we pretty much separated and then, um, he'd come around here and there, uh, because of the kids afterwards, you know, like a couple months after that one. He actually came back, you know, I was like, okay, well, you can see the kids, but we're not going to live together and you know, that's, that's it. Um, he tried to turn himself in. They um, finally pressed charges once I went to go to the counseling because I thought I was going to go crazy. Um, 
with everything because of course they, they mind twist you they make it seem like you're going crazy you're you're mm-hmm. you're psycho what's wrong with you you need to be put on medication if it wasn't for you we'd be working this out you know and i'm like maybe something is wrong with me maybe i gotta stop losing myself you know and because it got to the point where i'd start breaking things in the house like i'd throw things and because i i from frustration and i'm like what do i do yeah so um so i look i look like the crazy one and according to my kids i look like the crazy one i'm the crazy one because i'm screaming because i'm throwing things i'm breaking things and their dad was super calm at that time yeah. you know so and so he'd make it seem like look at your mom she's fucking going crazy again um so my boys right now don't talk to me and that's where i i, I also mention a lot on my on my page parental alienation because that's pretty much what happened i mean he's he has the boys with him. He completely brainwashed them. Um, they yes. saw everything I've gone through for all these years, and they still don't want to talk to me. I'm the crazy one. They want to put a, a restraining order on me. And I'm just, you know, I started going to church. Like I started getting close to God, and it's just a matter of asking them to open up their hearts, you know, and, and realize at this point it's, it's been a year now that I don't speak to them, I don't see them, and it's driving me crazy. I miss them so much. Um, because he did this, you know, I'm just like, I can't believe he's doing he has no heart, you know, and I'm over here feeling bad for him. I feel bad for him. I'm just like, this is a sickness that he has. He's not going to get fixed. I mean, he's, he's, he's so stubborn. He won't get help in any way. He thinks the kids don't need therapy. That's, that's and what I was going to ask if, if you ever attempted to take them to therapy. They wouldn't, they wouldn't listen. My daughter did start therapy since we were in Arizona. We both started therapy out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he tried taking me to a to a like a what are they called? Where they go take um like a psycho place? Um, like a behavioral like a, health? Mental health? Like yeah. a mental health hospital? Yeah. He tried to drop me off there, and he tried trying to tell him that I needed to get sedated because I needed help. I needed to stay there for like a week or something because I needed help. Yeah, he he's like she's crazy. She needs to be sedated or something, and. Um, and one of those times I got so upset and I was like, well, yeah, because he's a fucking narcissist. And right away from there, they like separated us. They were like, you're coming over here. She's coming. And they're, you know, they, they're like, you're nothing's wrong with you. You're, this is the reaction that you're having on a daily basis towards him is because of the abuse mm-hmm. that you're going through. Mm-hmm. So it's perfectly normal for you to be acting the way you are. Um, he's your trigger. Like and and it got to the point where yeah the, the psychiatrists were telling me that like you need to get away from him and um, Man, on the fourth of July we ended up coming over here. It's a lot. Like I'm skipping, yes. I think like a lot of my story, but just because I gotta cut it, you know, it's little pieces. Yes. Um, oh my god, girl, my it down. <laughs> oh my god, like I'm just. I, I, more than anything, I think I'm very angry that now he has the audacity to keep your kids away from you. Because you said your boys are how old? Yeah, 16 and 13. He's doing the same thing with them, what he did with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yes. And then and these boys... them at this point now. Yes. yes, and then the sad part is that these boys now are in the age where they can start dating... They can oh, start no. meeting girls and then, you know, the pattern can continue. Mm-hmm. And that that's what worries me. Yeah. Because they don't know any different. Yep. And then exactly. they saw it and it was so normal in their household. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's what I told my oldest because he's had his girlfriend since he was in eighth grade. Oh, wow. And I 
And I would tell him, I'm like, these aren't normal behaviors. You're going to pick these kind of behaviors up. And I don't, I don't want that for you. You need to understand that this is a way, this is the reason I'm walking away. I mean, I, I needed to be strong for my daughter too. She was going to, she was going to put her into the same situation thinking it's normal to be taking this kind of abuse. And yes. she was the one who would talk to me like seven years old, seven, eight years old. And she'd tell me like, mom, why do you let daddy talk to you like that? That's mm-hmm. not fair. That's not, you can't even go hiking with us, mom. Like, why? Why is he saying that? Like, that's what? not normal. Like, she was little and talking to me like that. <laughs> Where's your daughter right uh, now? Is she with you? She's with me. She lives with me, yes. Oh, that's good. Yes. When was the last time you saw your boys? And, and why? Um, and how did it happen? Like that they left with so, the, the 4th of July of last year. Um, I we ended up coming. I took the restraining order off in, in Arizona because one of the therapists said that we needed to work together to get the kids out of the hotel because mm-hmm. we were living in a hotel at that time. And um, we ended up coming to San Diego because he was going to make his cells. Um, and he 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 started getting upset because I started telling the kids to put sunblock on their face because <gasps> I was like, okay, you guys have been locked up in the house the whole time and. Please put sunblock on. You're gonna get burnt. And they were upset because they didn't want to put sunblock on their face. I'm like, can you just listen to me? I'm like trying to be a mom here. Put your sunblock on. I don't want to deal with you guys later, crying that you guys are in pain. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, then my husband gets mad and he's like, leave them the fuck alone. Why are you even bothering them? Like, just stop. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just telling them to put sunblock. Anyways, I walked away from the situation at that time. I left with my daughter. We were walking around, whatever. I come back with uh, a mask that says SD on it and he said take that fucking shit off you look like a fucking thug <laughs> you you need to respect me while we're here I know we're not together but while we're here respect what you wear what was it what was it SD SD oh it was God. a mask that said SD on it oh my God. He's, oh God. he's so traumatized because he was like gang related you know back in the yeah. days when he was a lot younger uh-huh. and he's like traumatized by all that stuff where I'm just like Jesse this is like I'm representing San Diego Padres. Yeah. It, it was brown and the lettering was yellow. Yeah. I'm like, it's not even like blue or red. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jesse. <sighs> anyway, I ended up taking off my, I ended up taking off my mask. I'm like, okay, to not cause any problems, I'm putting it away. Um, he, what does he do? He starts mumbling, you know, under his, you know, he's just, he just starts talking. I'm like, why are you disrespecting me now? I already took it off, you know. Then you wonder why I treat you the way I treat you. You fucking whore, this and that. I'm like, oh my gosh. And with the kids in the car, I'm like, can you just, can you control yourself? Watch your language around the kids. Like, look at, and he wouldn't stop. He wouldn't stop. I lost myself. I started hitting the dashboard. Um, by then, we were already on the freeway, and he was the one who was driving, and I was, I started stalking the dash, dashboard. I was like, pull the fucking car over. I'm fucking leaving to San Diego. I'm leaving to Arizona. I'm going back home with my kids, and I'm leaving your fucking ass here. And I was like, this is why I don't understand why the therapist wanted us to, to come together to San Diego. This is bullshit. And so I started taking out my medication because I was, I, yeah, I already had about a year taking my medication um, for anxiety and depression. And I took out, I took out my pillow from where I was like shaking and so upset. I poured it onto my hand, but like 20 of them came out, like a bunch of them, just a whole handful of them came out. And I did say a comment being upset. I'm like, do I got to take 20 of these motherfuckers to deal with your ass? Mm-hmm. And the kids only saw that I had so many in my hand. Oh. And, and But my my husband saw that I put them back in. And I only took the two that I was taking. And he, of course, made it seem like I was always trying to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So 
when you finally pulled the car over, we stopped at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> another 7-Eleven. We stopped at a 7-Eleven, and, um, and I, I jumped out of the car. I popped the trunk. I started throwing everything out, like all his things. But then there were so many in there that it, I also had the boys' things that, that I was throwing them out. I didn't even know I was throwing theirs out. It was just oh, a complete no. blackout at that moment, you know? And so I was like, get the fuck out of the car, you know? And I, I, I was just losing myself. And so, um, and it's so the kids, the kids jumped out of the car too, and they're like, mom, calm down, calm down. Like, no, you're fucking dad, you know? I was just, I, I was like, this isn't, this is not me though. Like, I, I only lose myself with him. So in one of those, um, he started coming to, I was like on the passenger side trying to get more of his things out. And, and on that, he was coming towards me. And my first reaction is like, he's going to hit me. So I grabbed onto his chain and I pulled it. I pulled on it like two, like two times just, just to pull it. And I cut my finger and I cut his neck from the chain. So I, you know, it's. Kind of, you know, the chain went everywhere, whatever. And I, I told the kids, get in the, get in the car. We're leaving. Get in the car. They don't want to get in. He's like, you guys don't have to get in the car. You guys don't want to. You guys don't have to. So they didn't get in the car. They stayed with him. Eva jumped in the car with me, my daughter, and we. I rushed to my mom's house. The good thing is that we were close to my mom. And I was like, I hope they're home. I hope they're home. Luckily, they were. Oh. And. Um, and so my mom started helping. She goes, my, what happened? Oh my goodness, they didn't even know I was here because remember, I couldn't really talk to them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I ended up, uh, my mom started cleaning my hand where I was, you know, bleeding and where, um, so my, my phone started ringing and it, I saw that it was my son, so I answered and it was the police. They're like, can you please come back? They said, we need to ask you some questions. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I did not think at all at that time, okay, nothing's gonna happen to me because this was self-defense. I didn't, you know, do anything. And so I ended back over there. Of course, the allegations that my husband and my kids were saying was that I was going crazy. I tried to commit suicide. I took oh so many pills. And I, it, this is domestic violence against their dad. Because my oldest son was the one who called the police on me. And it was just, I was, I was so heartbroken. I was like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. Anyways, they put me into the ambulance just to make sure that I wasn't overdosing or anything like that. And um, and in that, the, the police officer that was there, he jumped in the he, he jumped in the, in the ambulance with me and handcuffed me. I was like, are you serious? This, are you, this is happening right now? I started crying like crazy. I was like, this cannot be happening to me right now. Oh my goodness. I, I was like, my daughter, my daughter, he's gonna wanna go get her. I, I started telling my mom, do not let him take my daughter. And he, she's like, don't worry, they're gonna be with me. And I was like, why are you handcuffing me? Why, what did I, and I'm like, this was self-defense. I'm like, I'm sorry, it's just for the allegations. We're gonna have to take you to, um, they took me to Paradise Valley Hospital just to make oh sure my that God. I wasn't. Girl. Yeah. And then Paradise, yeah. I used to work there, girl. <laughs> I used to work at oh, Paradise Valley. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so they that's... Me there. Oh my god. They medically released me. They you know, did the, the blood work, the the P test just to make sure I you know, I had obviously I'm completely clean. I had nothing in my system. And um and from there drove me to Las Colinas detention facility, uh -huh. women's detention facility and I was there for a week. What? Okay, so he oh. did all of this to you, and other times you called the cops on him. He never got arrested, but the one time your son... Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. And I was like, you know what? Once I was in there, I was, like, meditating to myself. I was praying to God. I'm like, why, why, why? I'm like, this was, this was the best thing that could have happened to me. I'm losing, like, a week of my 
my freedom, but in a way, it's it's my freedom. Yes. I'm free. I cannot go back. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is this. and so yeah. Of course, everybody was like, "Oh my god, we gotta get you out." I'm gonna get a lawyer. I'm like, "Don't get me a lawyer. I'm gonna get myself out." I started writing to the the psychiatrist in there. I started writing to the booking department there. I started writing to everybody. I was like, I need to get out of here. This is self-defense. Like, I don't belong here. I'm going, like, I, I need to go home to my daughter. I don't, not even, I'm I'm a resident of Scotts, Arizona. I got to get the rest of my things out. Just in that, I had to think of so many things to do. I had to call my mom. Can you please call the U-Haul? Um, have them lock it down. Have them lock down the, the, the hotel because everything was under my name. I'm like, I don't want him to have access to anything. And so, right, you know, I was just like, let wow. me get a phone call. Let me get another phone call because I got to I gotta do all of this. And, um, yeah, luckily they answered me and they, the psychiatrist was able to help me out. And um, and I got a lawyer, uh, what, um, the public defender, mm-hmm. um, within those couple of days that I was there. And she's like, don't worry, I'm going to get you out. And that Friday, July 10th, I got out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my goodness. Girl, and oh I've come God. a long way. I've come such a long way just within this year. I'm so proud of of what I've done. I just guess I'm still hurting because I miss my babies. Of course, but it, I gotta keep looking at it where God has His God has His timing for everything. Yes. Like I was, I was in jail for a reason. God did this for a reason. Maybe mm-hmm. something else would have happened. I think it's Either almost yes. It's almost like a timeout. Like look at where you're at now because you need to get out like that was almost like your rock bottom i feel like he was like he had to lock you up in order to free you from your situation yeah you know what i mean my situation exactly because it could have been worse exactly he could have killed you like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like when he was punching you like everything could have been worse or Sorry, yeah. I'm mixing up no, the stories. No, and, and in Arizona, I was already, I was already having horrible thoughts of myself. I didn't want to be in this world anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the reason I, I, I got that help. I'm like, because something else is going to happen. Something, something you. a lot more tragic for sure. And, um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm grateful so for now, where I'm at and for my family. And now, <laughs> just be patient. I'm sure. God's gonna work in a way with your kids to help you out, like to turn around and. I mean, I hope he, I hope God like really opens up your your kids' minds. Yes, in their hearts. Yes, because I I would hate for them to stay with their dad. Me too. I I don't think that's gonna, gonna end up for a lot if a they lot. stay there. And then and we're still going to court. We're still fighting custody. Um. <sighs> But is it, is it to the point Is it to the point where they can choose Where they can be at Because I know that they get to a certain age where, the thing. Um, They're choosing to stay with their dad And at this point after we had our our um, Parenting conference It looks like the mediator um, Just pretty much put out there Like I think this is what should be Where um, he gets whole cu- Sole custody of the boys <gasps> Temporarily and I get sole custody Of my daughter temporarily Until we figure out because um, he he's there, he's wanting to for the court to mandate that he take them to um, uh, reunification therapy so that we can start communicating through Zoom at least. Yes, and that itself will start opening up the relationship more between us, and you know, 
you know, this is your mom. It's not normal for you to not love your mom when she's yeah, been there for you I, all your I life. Yeah, but I wonder, you know... Um, because yeah, ves que dicen the saying goes, you know, there's always three sides to a story: your side, his side, mm-hmm. and then the truth. In in your kids' eyes, I wonder what they have been holding on to, and how blind they have been, and how manipulated they've been by their father to the point where they're like seeing you as evil. Mm-hmm. When to begin with it was him that started manipulating you and started abusing you you know what i mean so i wonder what their point of view to everything is yeah i know i think i think that what their kids yeah they would see their dad be verbal and whatever and when they saw that cynthia lost it they probably said oh so this is why he does this to her mm-hmm. you know meaning that maybe their dad would tell them this well he did say it out loud this is why i treat you the way i treat mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. so maybe in their mind is like oh so behind closed door we never see ma uh dad i'm sorry mom go crazy on dad like this and now all of a sudden we see it like Mm-hmm. Her go crazy. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. That's what, no, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking too. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that they're thinking that mom broke up the, the yes, family. The family. It, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I couldn't control myself because, yeah. But and they're and kids, yeah. Yeah. so it, it, I mean, can you really blame them in a way? No, because they're easily manipulated. They're easily manipulated, and they're children. So yeah. what do they know they about relationships know right and all that? Exactly, and, and exactly. And the, except yeah. for what they've seen. Mm-hmm. I, Cynthia, my heart goes out to you, girl. Mine too, Cynthia. Be strong. I'm hoping that she's a badass. Whole, yes, she is. I'm hoping that the in her and in her <laughs> You know, everything sounds so positive coming from her. Like, even though I think I'd be dying. Oh, yeah. You know, I I don't think I would handle it. Girl, I would be still locked up in Paradise Valley Hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Going crazy. You are so strong, I I am very proud of you. I don't know you, but this story has uplifted me and given me strength and faith you know and and i believe that god's gonna help you have that relationship with your kids again Mm -hmm. one day uh hopefully sooner than later and just keep your head up you're you're amazing you're you're uh and for you to be able to speak about it out loud girl and share it on social media that's such a vulnerable place you know and still stay so positive i know and and i know that can it can take out different because see i'm after a while that's the reason i would stay quiet about it because there you get different you know sides from different people like no you shouldn't be saying your story you know you got to keep it it's personal you got to keep it to yourself but the thing is like other people need to hear this Mm -hmm. this is a reason that for many many years people would keep it to themselves because they were afraid to speak the truth they were afraid to just it it wasn't out there as Mm -hmm. much you know people didn't know much about it but it's like it's there you there's help everywhere you can go to you know there's housing there's um there's support that you can get whether it's a a a group that you can get into there's counseling you know it's like there's therapy all around and i want people to know that that there's help out there no matter what because i thought i was by myself and i and Mm -hmm. and i never was 
And I'm glad that you as know, soon so as you ran to your family, they were there. You were close to there. Everything happens for a reason. And I feel like God put yes. you in that 7-Eleven <laughs> close to your mom's house. <laughs> I'm sure yes. you hate 7-Elevens now, right? <laughs> I love it more. <laughs> I mean, they have saved her life. They have. They, they have exactly. saved her life. They both, yeah, yeah, they both saved it's my like life. It's like a love or hate um, with 7-Eleven, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'll never yes, see a 7-Eleven yes, exactly. the same, Cynthia. Me neither, Cynthia. I always think of Cynthia every time. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but, but um, um, now I would love to hear, you know, what you've done to... Where you're at now. Yes, where, what you've done up to this point, girl, that has made you strong enough to share your story. Um, you know, did you go to counseling? Have you... She's gotten closer to God, she mentioned. So I want to hear yeah. how or why or what made you turn to God. Yes. Because sometimes that's when we're going through stuff like that. That's when people start saying, God, there is no God. Like, look at what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. But it's a blessing in yes. disguise, mm -hmm. kind of. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so where are you? And, yeah. I mean, um, so at this point, why... I, I'm not going to lie. I did. There was my time that I didn't want to. I, I wasn't. I, I did lose belief in God. I said, why am I going through this? Why? You know, it was before I even started reaching out for help or anything like that. And I'm like, why? What did I do to deserve this? Mm -hmm. um, is there really a God out there? You know, why? You know, I give everything to my husband, to my kids. Um, I'm loyal. And faith. I'm just, I'm everything to them. Why? Why? Why is this happening? What am I doing wrong? And um, I just, once I started seeking therapy out there in Arizona, um, I started, that's when I, it helped me a lot when I would start whatever I, I knew I was learning about narcissists and, and the abuse and whatnot. That's when I created the Instagram page. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? It makes me feel good as I'm doing my research, I'm doing my homework here. Um, I as, as I'm doing this and I start making a post I mean there's times that you it, you I, I would get messages direct messages like hey thank you for posting this it helped a lot mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of people that I, I knew that reached out to me and told me oh my goodness I didn't even know you were going through this you hit it so well um, you like I was going through a similar thing and you know what you speaking about it now is just helping me just reading like the little quotes kind of like you're saying like uh, I would you know read quotes and then just kind of redo it in my own words and whatnot so um, I support from it, other people yeah and and so they started reaching out and they're like oh my goodness thank you for putting this out there it's, it's this really touched my heart or you know um, and that would start making me feel better mm -hmm. so as I started doing that and, and, and I'd speak to people about it I was like wow well Maybe, you know, this is helping me just kind of continue with life, even though I'm having a hard time with life, you know, mm -hmm. like it was just, so even though, okay, so let's say I was busy at work and whatnot, I'd start doing more, I'd start researching more on the topic, you know, whether it was um, just anything about narcissists and so that, you know, the word can be spread out there and, and, and people can realize what it, because it took me a long time to figure out that he was a narcissist mm -hmm. and a narcissist is never diagnosed like in person through through a psychiatrist or anything they're diagnosed through through the victim mm -hmm. because they're so they're 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 so in denial about who, who they are what they do to you that they think they're right and you're wrong they're never going to get help 
till today he's never gotten help. The only thing he did go were domestic violence classes, but that was because it was like court order. If he didn't do it, he was gonna end up in jail. So, you know, other than that, he doesn't seek help because according to him, he's, he's normal, he's right. Yeah. And I'm wrong. <laughs> they never so. want to go. They never want to go. I don't want somebody telling me what to do. It's like they're not telling exactly. you what to yeah, do. That's they're their thing. telling you how you can be a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I just, yeah. I just, I wish I knew this guy and I could sock him in the face, like, or in the throat. <laughs> you know, like, oh my god. You know, punches. Pero yeah, the, uh, Adam's uh, apple in. Yes, girl. <laughs> no, and I, I'm so blessed that I'm so blessed that his that I have his mom, his dad, um, his sister. They're all they're very all, supportive. Oh, that's of, good. Like, yeah, yes. because they saw a lot of the abuse as well, and and you know, I'm mainly mainly my his mom, um, and so you know, I just it, it helps a lot that they're that they're there. Um, being Question. very supportive and yeah. Sorry, sorry. Did the mom go through domestic violence? No. Oh, okay. I Not wonder where he saw it or where he got it from, or because I don't know, sometimes that might be like that might that, I don't know because sometimes they get it from. Right, but you know what? And I'm so sorry. I I hope my brother doesn't listen to this (laughs) because he's been on the show before. (laughs) My older brother, but my brother uh, abused, physically abused his first two wives. Mm -hmm. But and he didn't grow up with that. He didn't grow up with. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dad was very machista and stuff like that. But he wouldn't hit my mom. If anything, my mom threw a glass blender at my dad. (laughs) But, oh my but it's not funny. It's, but it's not funny, funny but he, he still has I know, a it's scar. Not funny, but it's funny. But yeah. it is. Um, they make us go crazy. Damn it! No. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like my my brother did that to his wife, and I was never around it. I never witnessed it. Ni nada de eso. I witnessed one of my brothers. Uh, well, with each other, his wife and him, mm-hmm. his ex-wife and him. But I mean, I never knew who started it, who was. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I was two. I, I was six years old, girl. Same here. I was little. So, <laughs> I didn't know, mm-hmm. but but I always thought, you know, maybe there's a correlation between them growing up seeing that at home. But mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, my brother didn't see that at home. And either. I was gonna tell you, my mom and my dad never. My dad never laid hands on my mom. If anything, my mom threw a shoe down the stairs. But that's it. <laughs> you know, levantó la chancla. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So funny, like like you with the blend, your mom with the blender, my mom with the chancla, and that was just one time that I witnessed that. Yeah, and I felt so bad for my dad. I'm like, ay pobrecito, ¿por qué le tientas la chancla? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, pero okay, so you're doing that now. You um, you said you're working, so you have a stable job. You, you are and your you daughter on your own. Or you um, I'm not. I'm not working. I'm not because I started going to school. I always wanted to oh, go back good. to school to change my career. Yeah. Because um, I'm. I'm currently an expanded function general assistant. Well, I was. I'm retiring now as that. <laughs> um, so I'm an independent contractor where, where I can. Um, I just kind of put my information out there, and I have different doctors reaching out to me saying, "Hey, can you help us out this day? Um, we need an assistant." So I'll go and help out, and they'll pay me for for the day. Oh, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Now, because you make your own um, schedule. Really? I mean, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it works a lot with my schedule right now since I started. Um, I just graduated May 4th at UCSD. Congratulations. For, um, 
Oh my god, that deserves an applause. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's cute. I like it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, um, so I, I started school October of last year, um, and in May I finished to become a occupational health and safety specialist. Nice. This all has to do with OSHA. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm trying to kind of stick with within the medical dental field of the whole OSHA department, mm-hmm. where I can, you know, of course I'm going to be working with the with the you know the government for a while, um, working for a company, but then eventually want to drift off to having my own business where I can focus on helping medical and dental offices be ready, help them be ready, um, offer my services in that sense where they're before one of us pop in on them one of us officers yes. so I'm continuing school so that I can become a professional health and safety officer nice. um, I just pretty, a little bit of a higher you know ranking um, when it comes mm-hmm. to that so I was like okay well um, if, if I'm doing this already let me go all the way I'm, I'm currently you know being helped a lot by my parents I'm not having to pay rent or anything like that oh, that's great. Um, yeah, might as well go big or go home. <laughs> yes, and the Department of Rehab um, are the ones who gave me that full scholarship. They're paying for everything. Nice. Oh my God, I'm glad Cynthia. you're taking. Yes. yes, I'm glad you're taking advantage of that. Seriously, yes. you deserve an applause. Hold on. <laughs> yes. Another one. Ah. <laughs> another you, one. Another one. That is amazing. You are Cynthia. so inspiring. Honestly. Oh my God. Thank You're you. amazing. You. You're an amazing woman. We. I. I, I need really to. I need to meet you and just give you a big hug. Yes. I'm so proud of you. Yes, um, I'll be to tell you. I'm like, we gotta meet for coffee for sure. Yes, <laughs> girl. Oh my god. And, and you know what? And we need to. So, for everyone that doesn't know, I actually came across um, your page on the Explore page on Instagram. But then I saw that um, my husband's cousin was following you, so I reached out to her and come to find out you're her best friend. So I'm gonna tell yeah. her. You know, as soon as her pool is ready, I'm sure we can all meet up there. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that would be amazing. Because we actually spoke about it recently because we want to have a divorce divorce party and she said, let's have it at my house. Oh, <laughs> yes! I am there! We're going, Twizzy. Going, just because yes. I, I'm going. Yes. <laughs> I'm invited, too. You're invited. You're yes. invited, too. <laughs> La Prima Alicia is the best. Alicia, shout out to you because I'm sure she'll listen to this. Um Oh, yes, I sure. love her. I love, love her. I can't her. wait to meet you, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> so I can get invited too. <laughs> I am beyond blessed to have her in my life. She she was one that reached out to me while I was in jail. Um, she sent me my email. She, she was there for me and she came down to see me um, uh, here in San Diego. The day after I, I got out. Ever I need a ride or die? Um, it was like it's Alicia. Huh? If you ever need a ride or die, it's Alicia. <laughs> oh yes, for sure. She's always there. Yes. Like yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're you're down. So are you in San Diego? <laughs> I am. Yeah, I am. Woo! Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So we can meet before then. Yes. We can go have yeah, drinks sure. or coffee or whatever. Just. To meet, yeah, chit chat, have dinner. You have more friends now, girl. Yes, and more supporters. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am one hundred. I'm one hundred percent behind you, and like I look up to you. 
Like yes. you're very inspiring. You're amazing. Yes. Thank you, girl. I love it. I, I love that you guys gave me this opportunity. I mean, if it wouldn't be for you guys, I'd still just be, you know, on my Instagram page, you know, posting real things here and there. <laughs> no, <laughs> no this story. is this your is something to be heard. Yes, girl. And I, you know, I would love to bring you back for another episode. You know, um, yeah. There's still so much more I want to yes. ask. So much Maybe more I want to learn from inside, you. Yeah. Yes, because an hour is not enough. No, and we're kind of going over the hour but i know we've gone over it yeah but it's okay it's okay um okay you know it's so worth it yes it is this episode is good i needed my bottle of wine today and i didn't even bring one Uh, i know this episode man i still have anxiety yeah i stayed quiet a few times because no lie you made me cry yeah she was crying i was crying so i was like damn it this is the day we needed wine Mm -hmm. yes right we'll have a a wine and dine one of these days for sure yes i normally i normally we can all cry together yes girl i normally have a little bit of wine during our episodes because i i just like to relax a little because it's just sometimes so heartbreaking or interesting and whatnot but this one i needed a bottle of wine yeah. not just the glass i needed the whole bottle the whole bottle, <laughs> the whole bottle. like i had anxiety. And we didn't even get into like the details girl. she just kind of i skipped a lot of it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so cynthia um now I, have you even thought of dating again or are you already dating um, I, I, I mean, I have friends. She okay. I consider fun. She, she you fun. have fun. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to, yeah, I have so much going on and that's something that I have to, I'm straight out from the beginning. Like, look, this is what I'm going through. I, it, so I'm like, if you want to walk away now, please be my guest. Because I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not, not trying to. Yeah. I'm not here for I'm not that. He, yeah. I'm not trying to bring you on to something that you're not ready for. I'm not ready. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to give you all, all my time in the world yeah. because I can't. My daughter's my everything right now and she needs me. Um, my, I'm, my career needs me. You know, like I'm trying to become this better version of myself and I'm not going to give it to somebody else or exactly. somebody try to interfere with, with what my plans are. Exactly. Um, 18 years of being with somebody and, and finally feeling free. I'm like, I'm loving my freedom mm-hmm. and we can be friends. We'll have to eat. Let's do this. Let's do that. And, you know, that's pretty much about it. You know, and they're, the good thing is that they're they're pretty understanding. You know, they're, they're, and I'm proud of yourself there. for that. I'm proud of yourself for that yeah. because, you know, the reason why I ask is because usually women go right away into another relationship mm-hmm. or they feel they can't make it without a man. And it's like, no, girl, like work on yourself. Like there's nothing wrong with you having fun and getting to know people because you know hopefully eventually you do find love and you do find somebody that's That's worthy worthy of your time exactly um but you're not jumping into a relationship props to you girl and you're focusing on what matters which is your education education raising your daughter trying to get your other kids back or at least some type yeah, of way in your so life much therapy. it's just it's a lot yeah mm-hmm. and it's not fair to the other person honestly right. um to just drag them on to everything i'm going through because then it's like you know i vent here and there you know to friends to mm-hmm. to family and i mean a lot of times i do keep it to myself but i 
learn to also, you know, you got to let it out so yeah, you're not, so you don't go crazy. Talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I'm very, I'm very positive about everything, no matter what. Even if there's something that's bad going on, it's like, okay, look, it's for a reason, and I'm gonna get through it. Exactly. It's, it's, I've been through worse. I've been through worse. I've hit rock bottom so many times, got myself back up, and it's it's part of life. You know, yes. like nobody, everybody has their things that are going that they're going through, and. You know, it's just my question. Does your daughter have a relationship with his with her dad right now or no? No, we've tried reaching out a few times. He won't reach out. Wow. Wow. So it's his choice Uh, at this point. Yes. Yeah. The courts even have said, like, what have you done to try to reach out? Cynthia has shown her side where she sent text messages out. I've sent emails out. I tried anytime I try to contact them. It's like a whole show because they don't want me contacting them. They're like, just leave us alone. So and and I on Father's Day, I took pictures of her, sent it to his cell phone, uh, took a video where she's, you know, she's talking to him and um, where she at that point she was still at the daycare center and she made him like these little drawings paintings mm-hmm. and um, and she we sent it out and she knows that he hasn't replied mm-hmm. I mean I'm not gonna lie to her either yeah. say oh yeah you know and for a while when we first got here I would reach out to my sons through like like it's her you know calling hey she really wants to talk to you guys she misses you guys and they they'd block us Wow. Her cell phone, her cell phone. Ay, I can only how I how know. does she feel? I mean she, I'm sure mm-hmm. she's hard but she's nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it she it's for uh, when we first got here she was crying like three, four days out of the week. Oh. And um she feels she's rejected. Also from, yeah, yeah, that's how she feels and and I mean I mean she, again it's so much harder when you can't really go around it because I'm not gonna tell her, Oh yeah, they said hi. Yeah, you don't oh, wanna yeah, they, you, know, it. Like, you don't wanna lie to her. Yeah, I know, exactly. And um, so she knows, though, that every day, I mean, every night we pray um, to to see them again soon and um, or that they call us. And um, but and she yeah, she goes to therapy once a week ask with if me. I goes to therapy because I'm yeah, sure this is that. really hard on her. Yeah, she finished seven, about seven, eight sessions of trauma therapy when we first got here. And then um, she was already in therapy over there in, in Arizona. And then now she's, um, now we're just pretty much working on her behavior. <laughs> but um, uh, because she, she fluctuates, you know, and it, it's just a, it's part of the whole trauma that she's gone through, you know, and, and everything she's seen and, and how she's still missing her brothers and her dad. Because I don't speak bad about him at all. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I pray for him too that, that you know, he's. Yeah, that he's healthy for my boys and stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I don't wish I don't wish that upon anybody. But um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I always sound like, don't worry, and he loves you, he misses you too. It's just, I'm sure he's really busy with work, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, not in a ne- negative way. You wanted to come across to exactly, her. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, no, not at all. She misses him. That's why she loves him. That's why you know it's like a whatever happened between me and your daddy is between me and your daddy. He loves you. Yeah. So, um, you know, because it has nothing to do with with them, and that's where I wish he could, you know, be a little more different when it comes to that. And like, call your mom. You know, she loves you. She misses you. Call your sister. But no, it's. Oh, I said, yeah. Well, I'm just glad that, you know, you're doing everything in your power to get things right and, you know, mm-hmm. get going. Educating yourself is amazing. Um, oh, girl, I'm just so proud of you. I'm so, so proud of you. And I, I really wish you nothing but the best. I hope you get your baby boys back soon. Um, so you can get them the help they need, really, yeah. because they're going to need help. Yeah. And and just one last 
question for me, Cynthia. If somebody that's going through domestic violence at the moment right now, listening to your story, what is one thing you want them to take away or what is one thing that you would advise them? To seek to seek help, seek therapy and, and because that's what's gonna make them stronger. That's what's gonna help them step away from that. I know how hard it is to get away from it. Um, but until you go to therapy and, and you're getting that professional help that you need um, on a weekly basis, if possible, then that's, that's what's going to help you. Get away and stay away. Yes. Yes. That's great advice. You <sighs> to seek that professional help. Yeah. And there's help in every way. I mean, even through, through thankfully, the, the county. I mean, they're going to... They're, you think you're, oh my goodness, I, I can't um, I can't afford a place on my own. How am I going to do this? They're, they're there to help. You know, I mean, the, let's say you were to get put in a shelter when you have kids. I mean, if so, it'll be very temporarily and they'll help you get a place. Um, until today, they, they've even mentioned, even if I start working part-time, because mm-hmm. I'm not working part-time right now, but thankfully I have my, my family. But for somebody out there that doesn't have their family, you start even working part-time and they give you that that childcare support. They give you that um, the housing support. They told me they're like you you work part time and we'll help you with the down payment of of, a, of an apartment. We'll help you with six months of sub- subsidized rent. We'll help you furnish your place. Wow. There's, there's so much help out there, and and everybody needs to know that. that do you you're have not alone. do you have those resources? Maybe like shared on your Instagram. I don't. Um, I could. That's something that I could put out there. Yeah. Um, Maybe like on your highlights. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like on your on your highlights. Maybe like give them ideas of what they can Google. You know, because every state is different too. but maybe ideas of what they can Google or, or where to reach out for help or what kind of programs there is, at least like for California, don't, you know, the ones that are listening in yeah, California. California, what I know, Arizona, yeah. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of, of, of looking it up for your state to see where, where you can go. Um, yeah, I have a few therapists that um, have requested that I, I mean, they're like, you should become a certified peer specialist. Yes. You have you're very resourceful. Mm-hmm. You know where to go. You know what to do. You just you're you're out there just looking for different options all the time. That's how I was able to get a hold of the Department of Rehab, and they're helping me with with my schooling. Um, if I need to, if I need clothing, they'll help me with the clothing. If um, if you know if necessary, um, when it comes to needing uh, gas money because you're going to school or you're going to work, they'll help you out with that too. Wow. Um, and. Yeah, I just, I, I started re- doing my research everywhere. I'm like, I'm going to get all the help I can. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that, you know, once I once I, once I I get to where I want to get to, then, you know, it's like, I'm just, I'm going to give back as much as I can, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Um, you can even, you can even start a website, girl, and I can mm-hmm. show you how to monetize from your website and stuff like that. So, you know. The more people we help, the better. Yes. You know? And honestly, there's a lot of people out there that take advantage of all this stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of people that really need it and is scared to actually go get that help. Or embarrassed. Yes. And then there's other people that don't don't care. They need it. They don't care. And, you know, they just use it and abuse it. Mm -hmm. But if you are somebody that, you know, needs that help, you know, please know that there. I didn't even know that there was that many resources um, out there. But I'm I'm glad that there is because you know then the excuses of you wanting to stay or or feeling like you need to stay or that you you don't have any way out. 
mm-hmm. because you can't afford a place or you don't have money to leave like where are you gonna go well mm-hmm. you're getting your answers right here mm-hmm. Cynthia so we'll see you definitely back we'll have you back yes for sure yes I can't <laughs> wait to another hear thing, more another thing I'd like to reach out to you guys is that um, well to reach out to anybody there's this um, it's called Lead to Success they're constantly having different um, different programs out there that mm-hmm. help with confidence Lead to Success Lead to Confidence um, and I took the six-week course. Um, they consider it as like you graduated. So as me being one of the graduates, I'm able to refer people to go into the Leap, Leap to Confidence. I also follow them on Instagram. Um, and it really helps when it comes to to help to helping your confidence. Nice. Just bring it back up. Um, I, okay. so, and you're, you're involved with other women in there um, that have gone through similar situations. And um, and you you don't have to show your face if you don't want to. Um, just as long as you get on and you can, you know, speak and, and, and whatnot. And you, there's times, I mean, other women that have gone through the similar situations also help you out with how they feel you're strong. And, and you know, a lot. the good thing I got out of it is like, Cynthia, you're resilient. Yes. You're grounding, you're resilient, you're you're just amazing. It's what you guys are telling me. You know, I, yeah, I love it. I yeah. love it. Is what determines how you're going to be in life. If you talk mean to yourself, if you put yourself down, if you're harsh on yourself, then what else do you expect? Because mm-hmm. you constantly feel what you're saying. Words are very powerful. Mm-hmm. So when we speak kindly oh, yeah. to ourselves and say, hey, you know, Cynthia, you're resilient. Cynthia, you can do this. Cynthia, you're a badass. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, she does, and Cynthia yeah. does talk a lot to herself. I noticed throughout her story, she yes. kept saying that she kept talking to herself. And, and I do that, too. Like, yes. you got to do this. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to get out of this. You've been through worse it's you know and when you think about it when you think about it you've survived a hundred percent of your bad days Mm -hmm. so what makes you think that you're not going to survive the rest right um exactly oh i I love it and i I almost don't want to stop the conversation but if we need to i think this is the longest episode we've had right yes yes (laughs) definitely um yeah we can continue this conversation off the air and yes. we can go to king and queens get some drinks <gasps> and dinner king and queens yeah oh that'd be good i went there for the first time all right hi uh, cynthia well thank you so much for being on you guys can find her on instagram and i'll leave some of her information um like her handles and stuff on the description box um you guys can always go there and cynthia we just want to thank you one last thank time you, and we you. wish you the best we cannot wait to meet you in yes. person girl i can't wait to give yes. you a, a huge hug yes even though like covid oh. but i'm already vaccinated <laughs> yeah, so we're good. i know me too me too don't worry about it we're good we're good i can't wait to give you a a huge hug and I can't wait to hear more about you and I can't wait to hear about you in two years because I feel you're going to be in an amazing I mean I'm not saying two years but in a few years I'm sure everything's going to be great yeah where, where I need to be where I need to be yeah I even created a um, I made a a vision board nice. and I yes. like yes. look at it all the time and I'm like you know what in five years I'm going to make a new one yes yeah. girl hopefully yes. sooner than later Yes. Yes. But patience is a um, virtue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love this. I love this experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yay. girl. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Wow, that was whoo, twinsy. Yes. yes, that was amazing. I need a bottle of tequila at this point, <laughs> girl. Bye. My, my whole body's like. 
tense. Tense because I I wish I knew this guy and I wish I could sock him in the throat. Um, I honestly I had so I had so much anxiety through this episode. It was just like oh my gosh, and it keeps getting worse and worse. I thought there was gonna be like a a good ending, and it's she's still basically living through it. Yes, you know? but so I love that because that she's staying so positive, yes. so energetic about it. So I love her. Like she was great, and her energy is amazing. Yes, you guys need to go and follow her yes. on Instagram. Um, if you know somebody that's going through domestic violence, you know, try to be supportive as much as you can. I know it's very hard, and, and I really want to emphasize this. It's really hard for us to understand when we've never been through it. Right. But I think the only thing that we can do is just be there for them. Yes, and, and if you have a story that's similar or different uh, type of domestic Violence. I mean, even though um, there's a lot of different stories out there, mm-hmm. please contact us if you'd like to share your story. You can remain anonymous. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of people out there that suffer from this. Yes. Um, and it's nice to know that there's so many resources out there because, like I said, I, I didn't even know that. Almost mm-hmm. like with I the sexual sexual assault stuff, I didn't know that there were so many resources out there right. that you could have an advocate in the room. So we're learning a lot ourselves. Yes. yes. Um, but we thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And we will be seeing you guys soon. Yes. Bye. Bye.